So I just had this new client getting epiphany from having 132 conversations with different subscribers uh, who follow my work, customers, BTMS Insiders members, and so on. So last week I, I sent out that question email and I referred to it in my RIP inbox video that you can check the link in the description. And it generated at least 132 conversations at this point, and many of those were, were copywriters. And you know, the point of it was to generate a bunch of conversations, to see different ways that I could help you through episodes, through training, through one-on-one, -on -one, through, you know, whatever the appropriate channel is. And one of the things that I ran into is that a lot of the people who were responding are trying to get their first few good clients. And... um <laughs> Some some definitely identified as wannabes, which in this regard, you know, self-deprecating humor is is a great way to build the likability factor, and uh, and in this regard, I, you know, I, I'm using the word wannabe with the most love because yeah, I mean, if you're willing to call yourself a wannabe, I will embrace that because there have been times where I've been a wannabe too. Um, anyways, uh, so as people were talking about this, I I was. I was honing in on this consistent bit of feedback about getting your first client, getting your first client, getting your first client. And I had this, this realization, this epiphany, that there was a brand new way that I could talk to you about who to focus on as your first client, as your early clients. And this applies across the board, not just, not just copywriters. If you are actively working to launch and build a client business, this lesson will apply to you. So with that, let's dive in. These are the proven direct response, marketing, copywriting, and entrepreneurship success strategies you can use today to write your own ticket and create the life you want. I am Roy Furr, and this is Breakthrough Marketing Secrets. Now, here's today's breakthrough. All right, before I share my epiphany about the kind of clients that you want to go after, today's episode is sponsored by me. It's sponsored by me. And specifically, I'm going to include a link in the description to my Launch Your Client Business free mini course. It's three episodes, and it's designed to help you launch your client business. And importantly, to get very intentional about your offer, who you're going after, the market that you're serving, the problem you're solving, all of that. It's built into that free mini course. And I keep recommending it for people who have started these conversations because it is so relevant across the board. It is designed for anyone looking to launch a client business, not just copywriters, although you'll find a few references throughout to copywriters because that's the industry where I've spent most of my time. So the link is in the description to launch your client business. It's a free mini course. And yeah, you should sign up for it if you are interested in building a client business. And by the way, you know, for, for many folks who sign up for it, it's because they need to relaunch. So maybe you've had some success already. You're not brand new, but you're not having as much success as you'd like. Well, in that case, the lessons in launch your client business are still relevant to you. Okay, so one of the things that happens um, and, and I'm, this, I'm a huge proponent of this idea of going after the clients that you want, of defining who your ideal clients are and identifying not just the, the characteristics or the traits of them, but the specific companies and then the specific people within those companies who would be the best fit to talk to about working with them. 
whatever your offer is, right? And we can call those your A-list copywriter clients, like the, the top clients that you want to get. But for many of us, like they are the top of the pile, like they're, they're great potential clients to get, great potential clients to work with. And on like a, a three, five, maybe 10 year timeline of building up a, a client-based business, that would be maybe the, the people that you wanna shoot for. And, and those same A-list copywriter clients that would be great to work with also have the supply demand advantage because they have the money to pay for top talent, they attract top talent, they have this huge like supply demand advantage working in their favor and working against you. And so they often get very picky. They work with the best, they work with people with a ton of experience, they work with people who um, are very capable or they pay super low rates because they know the value in working with them, in working within their system, in having access to their pool of customers, their responsive databases. They know how much um, work it is to work with somebody who is newer in the industry. They have all sorts of things working in their favor, which also usually work out to a lot of things working as a disadvantage to you when you're trying to get in the door. Those things can be an advantage once you're, once you're in the door, but they're a disadvantage trying to get in the door. So these A-list clients, right? You may want to work with them. And heck, I, you know, I started off my career wanting to work with all these A-list copywriter clients, but that's not who I ended up actually working with in the very beginning. Um, I worked with people that, you know, I, I mentioned this word wannabe and how I'm using it in a, loving context in this uh, in this episode, you might need wannabe clients, right? You might need wannabe clients. So let me, using this, let me reflect on the truth of how I got started as a copywriter. When I got started, uh, the first freelance client that I got was a guy named David Bullock. And uh, at the time, David was teaching Taguchi testing, which is an advanced statistical methodology for running different kinds of experimental tests, like it's an experiment design and statistics tools to analyze the, the experiments. Anyways, David was teaching this through Ken McCarthy, who ran the system seminar, and through Perry Marshall. Um, and so David was this like second level guru. <laughs> Right. He was he was um, he was somebody who was working through these higher level gurus to provide value to their audience. And in that regards, David was kind of like a wannabe. Right. Like uh, and I don't think that he would disagree with me. And he, he would know that I'm saying this out of a um, pursuit of truth and not out of, you know, an attempt to insult him. But. I went for David and I got David as a client when at the time I would have been scared to go after Kim McCarthy. I would have been scared to go after Perry Marshall because I didn't feel ready. I didn't feel capable. Now, eventually that would lead to me connecting with Kim McCarthy and connecting to Perry Marshall. And both of them I count as, you know, at least good uh, professional acquaintances. Perry has become more of a professional friend and an ongoing client for some of my services. Um, but, you know, it started by connecting with David, who was a he was a wannabe client at that point. And then I got into financial copywriting in much the same way. I would go on and I would work for Agora Divisions. And when I was getting into financial, they were already a behemoth in the industry. They've just become even bigger. Like they've 
kind of the, the 900 pound gorilla who's swallowing up all the competition. But the company that I got started in financial copywriting with was Casey Research. And they have since become an Agora company. They got bought by uh, Agora. You know, one of the divisions within Agora bought them. But at the time, they were independent. They were uh, run out of Stowe, Vermont by a different team. And, um, and they were largely trying to market like Agora. They were, they were trying to be a, a direct response financial publisher. Um, and, and honestly, Doug Casey, the namesake of the company, he goes back like he's friends with Bill Bonner from way back in the day. So, um, you know, it doesn't surprise me that they were kind of running parallel. But at, at the time, Casey was definitely a, a wannabe client. And they were a great entry point for me into financial copywriting because I had all sorts of opportunities that I may not have had working with uh, with an Agora like, you know, proper company, like a, a part of the main Agora parent company. And honestly, like when you go after these potential clients, um, it is a good thing here. And it, it can be a good fit for if you have kind of a wannabe level skill. You know, if you might joke around and call yourself a wannabe copywriter because you know where you're at, right? Or whatever your client business is, working for working with these wannabe clients has the potential to um, find someone who's a good fit for your level of skill. It can also be a stepping stone opportunity. I don't want you to like step on fingers or treat them like you're too good for them six months down the road when you feel like you've achieved some wins. You can still increase your prices. You can still move on, but you should always do it from a place of, of care and um, professionalism and with compassion and, and, and not just like, you know, feel like, oh, I'm just taking advantage of these people, but they can be a great stepping stone opportunity towards those A-list clients. And um, and one of the, the great things about it is it can be easier to look awesome. Like if they are not as developed and you really do have some capabilities that you're learning, then you can look really awesome in the context of these client relationships. So let's talk about how to get these wannabe clients in, in any niche. Uh, number one, you have to know who, you have to know the niche a bit. Um, so you have to find out who those top clients are. Who are the A-list clients that everybody else is trying to emulate? But then find out who uh, is appearing to emulate them. So early on in my, in my copywriting journey, uh, trying to build my freelance copywriting business, I made a list of non-Agora financial publishers. And one of the reasons I did this was because Agora at the time didn't want you to move to Baltimore or to Florida to actually take an in-house position. But, you know, the, the add-on benefit is that my list came up with a bunch of wannabe clients, like a bunch of a bunch of wannabe agoras, right? And so what I did was I identified, okay, these are people who are doing the long-form direct response marketing, similar to what Agora was being successful with, but who are not an Agora company. And so they were emulating the styles that we were seeing come out of Agora, but were not inside the Agora universe. And so... What I was able to identify is there's a bunch of other financial publishers who are kind of emulating that. And I was able to, to get in with those. Um, a bit, a, a, an additional technique that I used was just following the industry. So I signed up for a ton of different email lists and I paid attention to you know who, who is being promoted, what is their actual physical address? Is it in Baltimore or Florida in the cities that I knew Agora had offices or is it somewhere else? Like you can, you can use these things as a way to help 
uh, differentiate who the people are within the niche, who the companies are within the niche. Today, you can also use retargeting ads as an indicator. If you're browsing a whole bunch of sites within an industry, you're likely to end up getting various um, various promotions from different companies in that industry, and you're gonna you're gonna start to see. Not, I guess that's not just retargeting, but any kind of targeted ads. You're gonna see who the people are that are very active in the industry. Um, and then, and then a big recommendation here, if you want to get these clients is that you want to design your offer, design your offer to match what the A-list does. So when I was getting started in financial copywriting, the standard thing was a long form sales letter with an order form and, um, and you know, some emails to drive traffic as well as some space ads. And so I basically designed my offer around that. And it wasn't just you know, it wasn't just financial that was doing that, but I designed my offer to match what the A-list did. And so when I was approaching these clients and I would say, well, you know, like, <laughs> like Agora does, like I do these long form sales letters and the order pages and the emails to drive traffic and all of that. And so there was this A-list client that they were trying to emulate. And what I was doing was basically saying, I will bring you the type of campaign that they're doing over there into your business. And um, if you're interested in that, let's talk, let's, let's figure that out. And it was a very attractive offer to those potential clients. And like this completely aligns with what I'm saying in the Launch Your Client Business Free mini course. Check the link in the description for that. I, I wanna give you a bonus, a last point here. There is a certain psychology of these wannabe clients that can actually make them really, really good clients because um, so many times it's, it's the Avis, we're number two, so we try harder mentality right? We are trying to make our name in this niche. We're trying to make our name in this industry. And so they kind of have this chip on their shoulder that makes them more competitive. And yeah, so there, there are like some top players and they may be very competitive too, but the, the companies that are trying to establish themselves that are trying to get a foothold, they may have this like extra willingness to let you really swing for the fences and, and go for big opportunities because they are trying to figure out how they can get ahead. They're trying to figure out how they can they can establish themselves. And it can make them, uh, you know, it, it's not an automatic thing, but it can make them more open to working with people who have a lot of ambition because they're they're just looking for people who share that desire to to create some big winners with them. And especially in the context of direct response marketing, yeah, that can be super beneficial. Um, so, that's my recommendation. If you're not quite ready to go after those A-list clients or you're struggling to get your foot in the door with those A-list clients and you're, especially if you're newer, you may want to consider like, who are the wannabe clients? Who are the clients that want to be those A-list, that want to be on that A-list, who I can go after now and, and have a better chance of getting in the door and getting started and getting some wins under my belt. And then I can keep helping those people win or I can, perhaps pursue the A-list clients or maybe both, depending on what your what your work is, what your niche and industry is. And uh, don't forget, there's links in the description. I'll include a link to that Rip Inbox video if you are curious about the conversations that I started and how I started them with that unique email marketing strategy. It's pretty powerful. Um, also, the link in the description to the Launch Your Client Business free mini course. Uh, check those out. The links are in the description. I'm Roy Fur. This is Breakthrough Marketing Secrets. And hey, I hope I've delivered a ton of value to you and I look forward to seeing you again in the next episode. See you soon. 
Thank you once again for tuning in to this daily episode of Breakthrough Marketing Secrets. Remember, check out the links with this episode for even more value. Now make sure you like, comment, share, subscribe, and engage in every way you can to keep this show going and growing and delivering daily value to you. I'll catch you soon for your next big breakthrough.